Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a uh, trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or, of course, in Brupolo over in Tupelo. And if you can't, you know, if you don't live there, Strange Brew comes to you. All you got to do is order online at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and have it shipped. Not, not, a, not a hot coffee, obviously. We're not, we're not just sending you one drink here. We're mass-communicating. We're sending out full full bags of coffee or full boxes of K-Cups. That's what we're sending you. So, strange Have we group. checked on the uh, chicken K-Cups? That's on you. Okay, I, n- I need to check with... You need to make those decisions. We're, we're going to have to have a conversation about this. Well, that's on you. I'm, 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 I'm putting that, you know... Shane, are you listening? This is a tremendous opportunity right. that I'm putting on the table for you. <coughs> it's something. And it benefits... Bo- both those in Winston County and those in, in Octiba Hall. Well, I mean, so, if they developed it, it could be to work for everybody because they would ship. Or you could just, just the K-Cups could just be the chicken grease. <laughs> Imagine, like, you just you pop a K-Cup in and, like, this grease just starts pouring. Like, what is that? It's the chicken grease. Chicken, From Woody's. It's caffeinated chicken grease. You just drink it. It's delicious. It's salty. It's great. <laughs> Wow. Again, I, I've heard some million-dollar ideas in my day. This is either a billion-dollar idea or it's the worst idea ever. Take it over to Churn and Spoon. We can make a Churn and Spoon ice cream okay. out of the out of the fried chicken. Let me tell you something. I think a fried chicken ice cream would go better than a fried chicken coffee. It probably would. Yeah. Put a little crunchy chicken skin. Ooh, that would there. That actually sounds really good. Yeah. See now we're now now our brains are going in the right direction, which is a change. Uh... <laughs> College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to get new Mississippi State gear. You need new maroon and white gear. Baseball season coming up. You know, Super Bulldog weekend will be here before you know it. You want to look good, do it at College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. When you're in Starkville and you're looking for something different and delicious, head over to Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. It's Mexican fare. With Mississippi Roots, your favorite Southern classics turned into Mexican favorites. It's great stuff. It's unique. It's stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. Not just in Starkville, but in anywhere else you travel. There's just not another Mexican restaurant like Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs, that's the place. To, I, I think I'm doing that for lunch today. I think I need to make that happen. Not a bad idea. I'm going to go, do that. Uh, and I'm going to get my meatball sub. That's my favorite. You know, people. Some people are like, you need to... Venture out a little bit? Well, not only that, they're like, you know, they have a lot of unique subs there. And they do. They have a lot of great stuff that you can't find at other sub places. But I like the meatball sub. 
I'm kind of the same way with my club. I w- yeah. I, I go Everybody in there because club, I want the club. But, but Firehouse has the has a better club. So yeah. we're not, you know, we're not just uh, we're not just pulling your leg. So download the Firehouse Subs app, order online, and you can grab a lot of reward points you'll be eating free before you know it. All right, Robbie. It's Rumblings Day. Yay. I know you're excited. We've got a lot of questions today. Now, I got a lot of mentions. I'll be doing some so I have to work through my mentions later because Sports Talk Mississippi snipered me. Did you see this? Borky's just taking you, both of you guys out. Y'all are going to have to get at him for something. You're well, going to have to. He's the one who does these videos. Well, can you not go to the YouTube and like screen grab it or something? I might have to do something. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't let him just just grab hold of you two. He tried to sabotage me. I saw that. That said, and we're going to talk about it some more on today's as you're as you're listening. It'll be yesterday. Sports Talk Mississippi. I didn't say he was on the hot seat. I people just, people read the headline. They read the headline. One guy, Bor- think, Borky, I believe it was Borky Chunk- pulled a Saturday down was, south. Your boy Chunky was like, "This is kind of misleading if you don't read the watch the video." You think that's the point? Well, at least Chunky watched the video, and he did watch the video. So yeah. Anyway, Snave has our first question today. I'm pretty sure Snave's name is Robert Evans because his uh, Twitter handle is Robert Evans backwards. Wow, you spent more time than I thought you would on that. Well, I've, this guy's been following me and tweeting at me for a long time, and it just one day I was like, what is this? And I, I, I worked it out in my head. Can you do me a solid and refer to the transfer portal as the forbidden door so I can at least chuckle when players leave? I don't know if we can do that, because now AEW has trademarked the words forbidden door. Have they? Yeah. Tony they Khan trademarked it? Trademarked it. So I don't know if we can say it or not. Got we, it before Vince did. <clears throat> what do you mean he got it first? I was gonna make a. I had a whole plan of of Seth Rollins being an alien coming through a portal, and we were gonna call that portal a forbidden door. And then he'll climb a ladder and grab the brass ring. Yeah. Anyway. And then he'll break through the glass ceiling. So we'll say it, and if they sue us, we'll stop. How about that? Have you seen the commercial? I think it's Dr. Pepper or something where the the dudes go, wanting to go into the transfer portal. Yeah. They're like, no, you don't need to go in the transfer portal. You just need to develop for a little bit. No, my time's now. And he and like runs to the... The next guy comes out as a punter. You're like, <laughs> I got Dr. Pepper. Oh, we can use a punter. That was so true, though. Oh, it is. He's like, you're just a freshman. Every single kid in the portal thinks that they are ready to roll... What's well, gonna and, be funny? You're gonna go to a better school. There's two thousand people in the portal next year. You're gonna have a lot of people applying for waivers and stuff. Yes, because they're gonna be like, "Oh, uh, I need to transfer again. Oh, I can't. Oh, I'm sorry, it's you can't. Good. We've yeah. had, that's why we made this rule." Yeah. Ford Polk asks, "What does Startville not have that it needs?" Uh, a raisin canes. I- I'll fight you. I mean, <laughs> what is we wrong? need another fried chicken place? No, we don't. We need fried chicken coffee. We don't have enough. <laughs> Seriously though, if I could trade out like one of the other fried chicken places, I think for you canes, can trade out Slim Chickens is the answer. Yeah, I mean, Although, I do want Canes, but yeah, Slim I mean, it's the only one that does grilled tenders. So maybe we we trade out Zaxby's. They got some good wings too. They do. So maybe we trade um, out Zaxby's. I don't know. I, I feel like we need we need some more restaurants, but the answer is like a big like retail yeah area. Yeah, we need to soup up. Highway 12, and these, yeah. and the, we are doing that. Yeah. Um, but we need more of that. We need Everything less of the. We need like less Kroger of the. And uh, Walgreens could go. 
Except for the, the retail area where Umi and Lost Pizza and Firehouse yeah. is. That's a good area. Everything else is just kind of... I mean, you got a tattoo parlor. you got a pet group. No, no offense to these small business owners, but can we spruce it up a bit, you know? Well, just... Put them in a different bunch, kind of a building bunch or of credit check places and yeah. Stuff there's like too many of the credit unions. Yeah. Those things pop up like every day. <laughs> check cashing place. I don't need that. When I see a new building pop up, I get excited, and then I realize it's a fast food restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. a, ch- a credit union, yeah. uh, something like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, we need yeah. something that's going to draw people. We got from like other that coming uh, across from where I live. Where they're putting in that Marshalls and the old. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's the retail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. We need more of that. We need less of the old bumpers, and we need more things that... that oh, my God. And we got to bring... It's got to be things that's going to bring in people from Louisville, mm-hmm. Columbus. Yeah. That, that's, yes. that's, that's when you're really cooking, is when you're pulling people from different towns to come here to shop and stuff like that. I agree with that 100%. That bumpers... I, I once tweeted at Lynn Sproul. I was like, could I have one free crime and just blow up the bumpers? <laughs> like, just no arrest... No investigation. I just blew it up, and we can move on with our lives and plant a tree there. I don't care what you put there. Plant a tree, but knock down the bumpers already. Call bumpers be like, come get your stuff. Yeah. Come get it, or we're knocking it down, and we're burning it, and you can't do anything about it. It's been 20 years. Like, what Like what are you going to move into there when it's in its Nothing. current state? The only thing you can do is knock it down and build something else yeah, on just it. Just knock it down. Anyway. But yeah, we, 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 just, we need more... Things that are going to be spruced up. We don't need more fast food restaurants or things like that. <clears throat> what this is uh, from Ford Polk. What are some of the greatest individual accomplishments by a Mississippi State player? It could be per game or per or for a season. Is there really a like Bailey Howell's numbers are crazy? Yeah, but a, a different era of basketball. Is, um, there, is there anybody that just stands out? You're like, wow, he did that. Uh, the triple crown yeah, season from well Rafael Palmero in, yeah. but Brent Rooker's three home runs that game was was pretty incredible to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think from like a pitching perspective. The the Morgan William game against Baylor was one of the most amazing yeah, things I've one. seen. Just that's because her stature, she's smallest player on the floor, and she put up forty or whatever it was, and just took over that ball game. Yeah. That that was one of the great performances. Um, Fitzgerald in the Egg Bowl 2016, 250 yeah, plus could yards. Yeah, could be. And he had, I think he had five touchdowns. Yep. Hell, he had a better game the week before against Arkansas. He had six touchdowns. Yeah. So. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You know, Lawrence Roberts had um, a triple-double. Yeah, triple double. yeah did. Jarvis Vernardo is probably the answer, like the, the, the season that he rack. broke the single season record. Yeah, and then having the career But for shot. a career record, that yeah. would be – because, I mean, that hadn't been close it's to being – It's not going to be close. I mean, yet somebody would have to – People are not going to be playing four for years. four years. Exactly, so. Those are all good examples. Uh, last one from Ford. My wife and I were watching Don't Look Up and got into an argument. If in six months an asteroid was going to hit the Earth and kill everything, what would you do with that time – she says she would continue to work and act like nothing is happening. Me, on the other hand, I'm taking a six-month vacation. I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not spending time on anything else. Yeah, six months, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to get fat, not exercising. I would fully expect most people are like us. Society would just go ahead and collapse. Yeah. People pe- would have anarchy for six months. Yeah, if you knew, if everyone knew that was happening. Now, yeah. if two or three people and kept it a secret, Yeah, that's one thing. But if everybody knew, <coughs> it would be a freak show. Exactly. I mean, it, it would be, it, it'd be bad. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, for me personally, I would be doing nothing. Yeah. T-Roy asks, Louisville High School has been to 10 state championships in 3A and 4A and has never lost. 
but they're never really considered one of the top programs in the state. Which programs, regardless of classification, would rank in your top five? I think what Louisville's problem is, is he, he says it right there, 3A and 4A. They, they're not well, 5A, 6A. I consider them one they of the They are one of the top programs. Um, the, the thing about them, too, is like this past week, they had nine players sign college scholarships. Start with three. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly putting people on the next level. Yeah. It's a factory there, and it's because of the culture in Louisville. Yeah. Everybody loves football. It's just a football town. So what are the top five high school football programs in the state? I think West Top five, I'm going to go Point. West Point. Yeah. I'm going to go Starkville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starkville's only had like just – you can count on your fingers how many losing seasons they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, they they need more championships, but that is that is one of, if not the best programs in the state, producing okay. talent. Wins. Madison Central. Uh, just uh, they they just won their first second state championship. Yeah. Um, talent though they have it every year. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd put them. I guess potential maybe. Okay. I would. I would Oak say. Grove? No. No. I don't think so. Just I would say. Years. I would say. Uh, West Point. Starkville, Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. Does I think we have to need to be on the list. Uh, I would put Bassfield slash Jefferson Davis County over them. Okay. Um, because I th- I do think you have to include state championships, and then I would say yeah, yeah. South Panola. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Is Panola going to make now, the South list? South Panola has kind of that the 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 talent's kind of drained out a little bit, but. You still have to include them in what they did. It's crazy to give you that list, and I think about like when I was in high school. Yeah, that list would have been Warren Central, Meridian would have been on that list. Uh, Meridian should be a top five program in the state. Yeah. They just I, they can't get it together might have on that list. Yep. You know, they had a great run in the late eighties. Greenwood was a good team back in the day. Just the changes. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about like the Ware dynasty. Ware. Yeah, uh, Sturgis had a dynasty well, back Stringer in the day. Won four straight state championships in in football and baseball. Yeah, Heath Graham. I was talking about Heath Graham yesterday. When I, when I those this. little places, though, you know, eventually talent drains out. Or they like, don't. They get like one guy. They get yeah. a guy, or they get a couple guys, and then but once they're gone, they're gone. But you know, a, you know, a place that I think has the potential mm-hmm. in the future is Tupelo. Yeah, one of the fastest growing places oh, in the that, state. Yeah. You know, somebody in North Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, like. You know, uh, Horn Lake or DeSoto Central, what they're doing in baseball, of course, but they just haven't been able to get it together in football. But mm-hmm. these places that are that are are growing at a rapid rate, mm-hmm. you're always going to have you know a, a time where you're going to get and, in a good cycle of athletes. The Pine Belt is that way too. We just said a group of Pedal, yeah, uh, you know Wayne County, West Jones. Those areas, those areas are growing, and their, their football teams are going to continue to get better. Yeah, been. that would be mine. South Panola, Starkville, West Point, Louisville, and I, I might do for the lower classifications. I technically not they're not lower classification anymore, but uh, Bassfield slash Jefferson Davis. Yeah. Where's Saint Al? Uh, down down the list. One hundred twenty six. Hey hey, they're ahead of Winston Academy right now. Historically, although Winston Academy good. has they they won four straight state championships when I was a kid. So yeah. Uh Coast Dog says. Do you think the air raid and leech or a similar coach is the future for state? I do not think it is. If not, which offensive style would you would prefer? I will say that you're going to have a reliance now. Now, Mac Howard might be an exception in this class, but I feel like you're going to always going to have a reliance on out of state talent because you just don't this 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 state doesn't produce the quarterback talent. And reality doesn't really produce the offensive line talent year in, year out. Because you want to have tackles every year, and there's just not that many. 
you know, but there's always mauling runners and there's always great athletes. So, what Mullen was probably on the right path as far as that goes. That being said, if you have a guy like Mike Leach in there who you can get out of state talent, you're, you should be okay. Yeah. Um, but as far as the future, I, I don't think that this is going to be the offense the Mississippi State runs after Mike Leach. After Mike Leach, there will be some. It might still be an air raid style of offense. To me, but it'd be more like what you know the run, a little more running game involved. Well, that that's to me that is the type of offense I would like to see is the air raid concepts mm-hmm. with plenty of running concepts in it as well, <laughs> like what Oklahoma ran with Lincoln Riley. It's like all these people that coach under Mike Leach have taken so many things from him, but they've completely revamped the offense. Um, and that that shows you that you do need some balance in there. And Mike Leach just isn't going to change that. I don't think you're going to see a traditional air raid offense in Mississippi State when, when he finally moves on. I agree with that. Uh, let's see here. Justin Strawn locked up, good to go. If I set the over-under on Mississippi State road wins for the rest of the basketball season at one and a half, what would you take? So that's at LSU, at Alabama, at Missouri, at South Carolina, and at Texas A&M. Five games. Can they get two wins? Yes. So you go over? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think I would. Because I think they can beat Missouri and South Carolina. Uh Uh-huh. But that's it. Maybe Texas A&M. That's after the LSU game? Because mm-hmm. I think I think they could beat LSU. Too. The next game is LSU. Oh well, then you got them safe. Yeah, you're good. Uh, let's see here. My wife is a supervising engineer for Memphis Light, Gas, and Water. They called the engineers in to help the crews with power restoration after the ice storm we had last week. She leaves the house at five in the morning and doesn't Ooh. get home until around ten p.m. It's been like Ooh. this since Thursday of last week and likely the rest of the week. So I'm flying solo. Long story short. It still it gives me a newfound respect for single parents. How do they do it? My mom was a single parent. You just do it. What choice do you have? I think I think if you, it's a lot easier when you're used to it. Yeah. Now I'm not saying it's easy at all, but you, God gives you the ability to handle those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just. It, it might be overwhelming at times, but it's not going to be something that is impossible. Um, there's millions of people that do this. On a daily basis, they work two jobs. They have, you know, the kids to themselves. They have to pay the electric bill, the water bill, the mortgage, and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think that you would be able to handle it after you got used to it. I mean, I had to do that for a little bit. Well, my, my, you know, I was working for home. Yeah. My wife would go to work every day, and my little girl was too young to take the daycare. I had to do that, and it sucked for the first couple of weeks. But then you get used to it. Yeah, you can do a routine. That said, I mean, single parents, man, I mean, they, they work hard. No, no question. No doubt. No question about it. And that. stay-at-home moms, yeah. stay-at-home dads, that, yeah. that might be one of the hardest jobs no question. out there. No question about it. I lost my place here on my questions here. Hold on. Pardon me, guys. My bad. Uh, Matt Black has a question I have asked many times. What is Ben Howland's signature win? This year? In his career. Uh... There's not. I mean, you really have to rack your brain. Yeah. So I mean, he's got his his record against the top twenty five is awful. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, there's just you you look at this the uh, the past. I I can't see one. I can't just off the top of my head really recollect a time where I thought you know that was just an incredible win. 
you know, maybe like a, a game against Arkansas because he's had success against Arkansas. Maybe one of those games on the road against Arkansas. I mean, this year's signature wins Alabama mm-hmm. at home. But I mean, th- these are not great signature wins. No, you know, it's not like I'm trying to think. You know, Mullen his first year, you would have said he got a signature win when he beat Ole Miss, right? Yes. Uh, and then you know he added to it throughout his career. Uh, but know. he didn't have many until you know like. Later 20, in his career. 2014, But this really. is year seven, so we are later for Ben Hallen. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, Hunter Bolin. Thanks to your advice last week, staff infection got their first intramural win of the season. We told them to spread. However, I failed to score a point in front of my wife and unborn child. What was the most embarrassing moment <clears throat> in front of your wife and children? <laughs> Do you have one? I don't really have a good one. I don't really get embarrassed in front of my, my well, wife I, and yeah, kid. I, I have never uh, you know done anything in public, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. Yeah, I don't really have one for 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 my wife and kid. And I've had yeah. I've I have some embarrassing moments. I've never been thrown out of a bar or anything with my wife, or you know, gone to my my kid's school and made a fool of myself or anything like that. I'm sorry, Hunter. I don't really have a good answer for you. I wish I did. <laughs> uh, let's see here, Rob Hadaway. What is the exact number of bumper stickers on a vehicle where the owner crosses the line from expressive to crazy? Um, like three. I think it's when you start putting them on the windows. Like if you, you could put three on your on the bottom, especially if if they're well, three, they're called bumper stickers. That's my point. But there are people who put them on the window. Mm-hmm. I think it's if you have three bumper stickers, and they're they all represent three different things, right? One is your college team of choice. Maybe one's a political leaning, and then one is just my kid's an honor student, right? Yeah, those are three. You got three messages there, but when you start putting them on the windows or on the car itself, when you you start putting all the places you've taken trips to, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the marathons you've run, Uh um, you know that you're vegan. If you have more than three kids and you have like the 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 oh, I don't want to see that. I've I've seen one that went like to the middle sex, but still, yeah, I I saw one that went to the middle of the the window. Mm -hmm. Like it was like six kids, two dogs, three cats. It was too much. Too much. Uh, Also from Rob Badaway, how are our old friends Hare Jordan and Newton Cameron holding up given the recent unrest in War Eagle Nation? This is the time I miss old Bob Carscad. We could be breaking out some great Eagles of War right now. I, I miss those days. Would have loved to. Have, I would have loved to have had him on uh, earlier, also for uh, for Roland Titerson when they lost to uh, when they lost to uh, Texas A and M. We could have had some fun with that. This is a good question for you because nobody knows the SEC fan bases like you. They stay in your mentions. Please rank these SEC fan base meltdowns and feel free to add anything I failed to mention. Ole Miss with the firing of Hugh Freeze, Tennessee hiring Shiano or Auburn then now and forever. I feel like it's got to be Tennessee. Tennessee's number one. That, they, they, they actually f- altered the course of they history. They forced the AD to fire the guy. Well, after never, he'd already they're not hire him. Well, it was it was basically going to happen. Yeah. and they I guess it wasn't technically a firing, but basically they, they ended that. Uh, yeah, that's it. Auburn right now is a good one. The, the Ole Miss freeze firing, I think at that point – there was a little bit of an inevitability at the, to it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they were caught overly by surprise. There were some people who were just like, I can't believe it, but that was just a. I think everybody was just shocked. Yeah, I mean, it came we from out of nowhere. Was the best part, but it was just like, 
it it came like out of almost nowhere. Just it was so quick. Like mm-hmm. boom, he's fired. Like yeah. what? Yeah. And it wasn't really related to the NCAA stuff. No, it was, it was crazy. something else. I, I I've I've talked this, told the story, but I was going to go back when I was a healthier man. I was going to go for a walk. I used to walk on campus around the lake by the Bryan Building, and I remember getting out of my car. And I'm gonna I'm grabbing my phone to uh I'm gonna put it on music so I can listen to music while I'm walking. And I give Twitter one last check. And it's Pat Forty. Explosive situation at Ole Miss, Hugh Freeze may be out. And I just looked at it and I walked back to my car and I got in and drove home and I told my wife, like, something's happening. I'll tell you about it later, but I'm gonna be on the computer for probably the next six hours. Yeah, and I just I, was, put the, I just sat there in front of the computer and let it scroll. Just let it scroll. And then I called Brandon Walker and we laughed hysterically. Uh, let's see here. Brogan Fairchild. I just spent about 20 hours over the last two weekends building a wagon float for my daughter's kindergarten Mardi Gras parade. Sounds awful. What's a school project you've spent an inordinate amount of time on for your kids? I am a good parent in that. And look, I'm not saying that you can't, your daughter can't build a kindergarten float. I get that. I'm not saying that, you know, you're coddling your child, but I like, I don't, I make my kids do their projects. Like my but that's mostly because you don't want to do it. No, it's because I think I, should, I, 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 you don't want to do it. Now, my wife will help them put it together, like in terms of like putting the boards together and stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, they, they do their own stuff. So My kid's three, so. Yeah, you don't have these issues yet. What was your Perry Cafeteria go-to in college? Mine was probably the grilled ham and cheese sandwich. It was fantastic. Uh, I did breakfast most of the time. Breakfast was a good so, Perry Cafeteria. I'm yeah, I just, well, I just did... You know, just the eggs, bacon, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but the other day, I I went with my wife to eat lunch on fried chicken day, mm-hmm. and uh, it was delicious. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the grilled ham and cheese, I've had that. That was really good. Philly cheese uh, steak was really good. I liked that as well. Mm-hmm. They used, I used to do the pasta bar. Okay. That's what, that was always my, my go-to. They have good salad bar. Uh, you didn't see. partake in the salad, no, I'm sure. no. I just got a cup of ranch to shoot every day. Other than yeah, that. there you go. Will Carruth, did we ever figure out who the older gentleman hanging out with Dak at the College World Series was? Was it Richard Atkinson? Yes, I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah. Big donor at Mississippi State. Will from Bunker Hill says, what would it take for you to no longer be a fan of Mississippi State athletics? Well, I cover them, so... <coughs> okay. But I mean, like, I'm pretty much invested at this point. Like, I, I mean, there would have to be something done, like, personally to me. Yeah, somebody would have to piss me off. Yeah, well, and I would, and I would, you if know, Leach were to say something, you know, offensive about my family, I'd be like, you know what, and then I'd be out. You would quit your job. I wouldn't quit my. No, I would keep my job so that I could hammer Leach every day. What are oh, you, you just about? you wouldn't personally pull for Mississippi State to. He said, win "I'm no longer." Match. I didn't say anything about my job. I said, "I'm no longer a fan." Okay. So for me to no longer be a fan, yeah, somebody at the university, John Cohen, would have to like personally insult me in such a way that there's no coming back from that. I like, think that I think I would just have a vendetta towards John Cohen. Uh, well, I mean, if he's the athletic director, though, I, I would have to be rooting against him, wouldn't I? At that point, I guess. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm going to pick up and cheer for another team, but I'm going to be like, you know, I'm done with y'all. Yeah, I guess so. I, it, it would take a lot, you know, I mean, it, and that's true. That's true of any fan. Yeah, I mean, unless you know? you're just a casual fan and yeah. you don't really care, you're you're sticking with your guns. The only like with the pros, 
if if like let's just let's just use this as an example. Um, with, let's just say the Saints. Let's say Jameis Winston murdered somebody. He clearly did it. Like they got video of him doing it, and yet he somehow got off on a technicality or something. And the Saints didn't cut him. Like if he got off from something like you know stealing crab legs or something like that watch from yourself, a grocery store. Watch yourself, fan of Ben Roethlisberger. Watch yourself. Allegedly, allegedly. So what I'm saying is, if that were to happen, I'd be like, I can't really cheer for this guy anymore. So I'm out. Something like that. Ryan Nelson says or asks, <coughs> Spirit and Frontier Airlines are merging. That's like a fart and a crap merging. What other similar bad companies should merge? This is a great question. So, like, what if, like, what what is the, the worst customer service fast food restaurants? Don't say Popeye's. McDonald's. Okay, so Easily. McDonald's. Easily McDonald's. Okay, and then what else? What's um, number two? Like, Popeye's would be. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even cook the chicken. I mean. I've never had that problem. Um, just, yeah, that. that I'm trying to think of like you know, two ta- like like Applebee's and Chili's were to merge and to form a super not good chain restaurant. Western Sizzlin' and Barnhills. Yeah, now now we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Golden <laughs> the Sizzlin'. Buff- it's Golden Corral and Western Sizzlin' combined. <laughs> I, th- no, I I think Western, Western Sizzlin' is Corral. a Western Sizzlin' is a better restaurant than the other two. I think I agree with that. But I'm just Golden saying. Corral and Barnhills. Get, get your- or Golden Corral and Ryan's. Yeah, yeah. These are good. These are good, all the good options. That Ryan's in Columbus, man. Rough. I used to love. Like that was my ongoing joke for like ten years. Mm-hmm. Like the, such and such is more dis, more indestructible than the Rhines in Columbus, because like you would never see anybody there, but the place was still open. Yeah, somehow. So I, and I, it's like I drive by Applebee's and Starville. It is packed, packed every. Packed. Doesn't matter the time of day. Packed. I came through there at ten o'clock the other night. Packed city. So I, the only thing I remember about Rhines is you know the buffet was like six ninety nine, but. You could order the petite sirloin, which was five ninety nine, and get a free buffet. And the only difference was that your first buffet plate was smaller than the, the than if you just ordered the buffet. But then when you went back, it was the same plate, so you could save a dollar and get a steak. I mean, what kind of business model is this? I don't know, but you know way too much about the the inner workings of Ryan's buffet. We used to eat there when I was in college. Oh, I'm sure you did. So, I'm sure you did. Did bar- you like my tweet the other day about the uh, the Golden Corral uh, fight or whatever the, yeah. that was where the guy was throwing the chairs? Yeah. Did you like my tweet? I did. You I never told me you liked the tweet. What do you want from me? I, I wanted you to you laugh. Every time you like, you sent off a funny tweet. I'm I to wanted you to you? chuckle. It was a good tweet. I did laugh. You uh, and Steven fighting over the last three pieces of the sirloin. Yes. It may have happened in real life. <laughs> uh, we were bit, I was a big Quincy's fan back in the day. Oh, yes. Quincy's was awesome. I loved Quincy's. I, the East Rolls. Also from Ryan Nelson, Justin Strawn and I now host a TV podcast called The Main Attraction, available on all podcast apps. We'll give you a free plug. Absolutely. How proud are you that our relationship started on the rumblings? We, we've sp- that podcast is the son, of, the son of Thunder and Lightning. Our sons. Yes. They have. They are. They are our son. They are our offspring. 
like I said yesterday, this is a family show. Yeah. We bring people together. Yes. We merge relationships. Yes. And now we've got a really good podcast. If you're into the new TV shows that are out there, those guys really do a good job. Is he trying to compare him and Justin Strong's podcast to Frontier Airlines Merging No, no, spirit? those are two separate questions. Okay. I'm just... No. I didn't want him to be too no. hard on himself. No, no, no. Let's do this. Kirby Cott... Wait, hold on. Hold on. Oh, Kirby. You had a good question, but then you let somebody answer it. You didn't lock it. And then you replied to the person who answered your question. I never even saw that. Get the hell out of here. He didn't tweet you. He didn't text you. Oh, am I not good enough, Kirby? There you go. A lot of issues here. The Allegheny Boys Tennis Program ranked the following MSU women's basketball coaching candidates next season based on their chances for winning the job. Here we go. Doug Novak, former tennis player at Tennessee, whose team was ranked number one at some points in the late 80s. Tie it all to tennis here. Rick Ray, Gene Chiswick, Rick Stansberry, The Field. I got to feel like Novak and the field are our top two here. Yes. When then I would probably go Rick Ray third, Rick Stansberry fourth. I feel like Chiswick has no chance. I'm good with that. Okay. Then. All right. Let's move on into the second half of the rumblings. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. When you put beef into the shopping cart, you're not only providing a great, delicious, and nutritious meal for your family, you're helping 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians who are our Mississippi beef providers. If you're looking for great recipes in this time of year, you know there's you want to put something in the pot, in the crock pot, let it cook all day, beef is always going to be a great choice for that. So check them out, msbeef.org. Thanks again to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's just so good. It's just so good. I didn't and I went. I went this past weekend. I need to go back. I, I, I feel. I always feel like you know, because the human stomach can only do so much. So I got some wings and I got a couple of tacos, and I'm great. That's, they're good, but I didn't get the nachos. I didn't get a pulled pork grilled cheese. I feel like I got to go back and get those things. I feel like I. I feel like I let them down by not ordering them. Well, you'll be back. I will be back, and, so and they should, know that. They do know that. So so should you head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats next time you're in Starkville. It doesn't get any simpler than the program they offer you at Advantage Business Systems. Great products, great service. And everybody says they offer that, but do they really? Does everybody offer you every name brand under the sun for printers and copiers and information and mailing systems? I don't know. I don't think so. And I know nobody offers you the kind of customer service you're getting at Advantage Business Systems because nobody else treats you like you're their next-door neighbor. They're a Mississippi business just like you. They want to work with you. You want to work with them. Their number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Hunter Manis, if you guys took over the men's basketball team for the rest of the year, what changes would you make to try to shake things up? I know, one, uh, I know one change is going to be, okay, when we get down to two minutes, Iverson, you're taking the shots. Yes. I mean, I, I would, I'm, I'm going to tweak the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, which We're going we're gonna to move a little quicker. And I don't know, if the, with the personnel that you have, is this team capable of making three-pointers? Like, I don't think so. I mean, Shaquille Moore, pretty solid three-point shooter. I think Rocket Watts is okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't know, like, uh, that because that's what I really want to see is I want, I want the three-point shot to be a little more of a factor for Mississippi State, and I just don't know if they're capable of doing that. But I do – I, I want to see, you know, the offense get get a few changes. 
Yeah, I mean, new scheme. I'm going. I'm going to do some. We're going to push the tempo a little bit more because we. I feel like we have athletes. We're going to try to get up and down the court faster. Um, and defensively, we're not going to be afraid to switch to a zone from time to time when we're, when we're facing a team that's that's getting some good looks near the basket. We're going to switch to zone and make them shoot three pointers. You, know, you got to be. You got to be willing to adapt. How excited should we be for R.J. Yeager this year? We talked about that on yesterday's was that yesterday's podcast, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Here's one thing I feel about baseball transfers. For whatever reason, they seem to pan out a little bit more than sometimes with football. And, and, and Because I feel like baseball is baseball and pitching is pitching wherever you go. If you hit th- you hit double-digit home runs last year and whatever, that in the SoCon or whatever uh, Mercer is in, I feel like it's going to translate okay here to the SEC. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to adjust just fine. I, I think he could be – he could have more – production than Scotty DeBrule, way more power than Scotty DeBrule. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting more production than what you got from him, a guy that I thought was was really key late in the season for Mississippi State, that's that's great news. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really big pickup for Chris Lamonis in the offseason. I agree. Uh let's see here. Nine oh one Stark Dog, what's your favorite Olympic sport to watch? Winter Olympics. I don't watch the Winter Olympics. Okay. When I was a kid, it was probably uh, the speed skating. Yeah, that's uh, a good choice. On the ice. Yeah. I like the ski jump. Let's see how far those guys go. Wasn't Uh, there a guy yesterday that got hit in the the family jewels? Something like that, I believe One of the flags or something? Uh, Let's see here. Brian McDuff, my friend, wants to ask, Nikki Six and Eddie Vedder have heat. Who you got? I didn't know they had heat. Well, Nikki Six died. So What? Well... He died before. Oh, I thought you meant like recently. No, no, no. He died he and came back to life. He did came back, yeah. So I'm going to take him. I'm a, I'm a big Pearl Jam guy, so I'm going to go with Eddie Fetter. Yeah, you know, uh, that that's a guy that has made it out of Seattle without any serious issues. And I that's, don't know why they have heat. So you know that Eddie Vedder's probably strong on the inside, at least. Yeah. Because that has been a the scene in Seattle... I mean, the guys that have come out of there that have not made it, um, it's it's a pr- pretty high number. He's so, one of the few that's made it out. Vetter said something about he used to work. Or he, he I used to work in San Diego loading gear. Is that, is that, is that, is that, am I reading this correct? Yeah. He said he just didn't like the bands and those clubs back in the 80s. You know, he didn't like, he didn't like Motley Crue. Like, he said, girls, 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 and Motley Crue, blank you. And then evidently Nikki Six. Said too about, he said, made me laugh today reading how much the singer in Pearl Jam hated Motley Crue. Considering that's one of the most boring bands in history, it's kind of a compliment, isn't it? Oh. Took him down there. Okay. Okay. He uh, spit on you too, since you're a big Pearl Jam guy. I guess I like Motley Crue too. I don't know. No. Who I'm going to go with Nikki Six, though, because right. he, 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 he was literally dead. Ryan McDuff, who was walking through the forbidden door? Well, first off, we got to, you know, I don't want to get yeah. copyrighted. Um, it feels like Wednesday we're going to see Keith Lee. You think so? I think I think it, it's Keith is that Lee really a forbidden door though? Is he eh, it's still, not because he's not. Yeah, I get it, but it's got to be somebody that that's yeah. On it's going to be it's going to be like it's got to be like TNA or something. It's not going to be a WWE guy. I th- well, I think we're going to get a de- I think we're going to get some debuts soon because but it's, Argano t- and now Killer Cross uh, is going to Ring of Honor. It looks like. He's yeah, but we're talking uh, the forbidden door is, is guys that are currently signed yeah. in another place going somewhere else. So then maybe is somebody from Japan going to come? I don't know. 
They've already done that. It's got to be somebody that the, the something well, that they who, haven't who, done. Who does TNA have that would be, make you turn your head? I don't know because they've brought in TNA guys before too. I mean, and the Good Brothers are probably the biggest stars they have. I don't know. So I, I just I can't see it being a WWE person. Well, I'm but, just, but I am saying I think we're about to see some debuts because we're at the 90 days after yeah. Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano and uh, a few others. Well, Gargano I think is still from what I was from what I heard he was still going to be with WWE. Well, I haven't he hasn't been on. Yeah, but I I think that, that the plan was to move him up to the main roster. I really might... wish this Ring of Honor stable with EC3, uh, the former Braun Strowman, and now Killer Cross would, would come to AEW. That, that's three good guys. They need to let Killer Cross and Scarlet do their own thing. Yeah. They need to let they need to let the they don't need to meddle. You know, Vince meddled with Killer Cross when he got was, and he ruined We're gonna it. dress you like a gimp. Just ruined it, man. Also, last one from Brian. Uh Last one from McDuff. Who calls him Brian? Knowing the booking problems caused by Stephanie and Triple H, why are Cody and Brandy doing the same thing? I fast-forwarded through that whole segment last week. It was it was brutal. It was so cringe. I, 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 Brandy talking, don't want to hear her. And Dan Lambert has X-Pac heat with me. Yeah, I but he him off the screen. He made a good point. He was like, you know you have to be really bad if they're booing me. I mean, they're cheering me and booing you. Yeah. Because he knows. Like, the whole thing, like, why he's with Lance Archer, I'm like, I don't want to see Dan Lambert at all. But I definitely don't want to see Brandy Rhodes. I don't yeah, know where I mean, they're going with that. And, she's, so. and she hasn't been good on the <laughs> mic. I mean, it's just, it's not, yeah. a, it's not a good thing. Brad Baxter, could leak, could leak, could Luke Hancock be a good leadoff hitter? He could, but I, I don't think that helps you really. I mean, he gets I, on base, but. I think you want people in front yeah. of him. He's so productive if you want him to be able to drive in runs. He'd be a good number two hitter. Now, like, you know, he'll move first, first at bat of the game, running up a 10-pitch at bat would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, an, it's a nice change of pace from Jake Mangum and sometimes yeah, so Rowdy Jordan. You want a base stealer. Yeah. You know, for leading off. You just do. The Mart, my friend Marty wants to know, at Disney World, masks are worn indoors by people two years old and up. Your two-and-a-half-year-old refuses to keep one on. When meeting with Minnie Mouse, she motions to you while interacting with your kid and asks her age. Do you lie and say 23 months, or you tell the truth? You 100% lie. Oh, I, I, I've already done this. Yeah. I, I come through the gates of Disney World. Mm-hmm. Not, not like the not the gates, but the when you're about to get on the tram. Right. The first person that sees Natty, she's two years old, mm-hmm. tells her she needs to... Uh, pull her mask up Mm -hmm. she's wearing a mask doing the best she can and she tried really hard bless her heart so i mean we're getting on the tram pull it up okay well it slides down again pull it up they're sitting there just watching her Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm coming in the gates and this guy tells her to pull it up and i've had enough Mm -hmm. and i said would you like to follow us around the park all day and constantly pull the mask up because i I, you can come do that if you want to but i'm not going to stop every two feet and pull this mask above my two-year-old's mm. nose. It was just below her nose. Did you consider putting a ski mask on her? That probably would have worked. Yeah. So midway through our first hour at Disney World, mm. I told Becky, "Here's uh, what were the rules, Becky? What did they say in, in the rules? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, if you turn two, you have to wear it. I said, okay, well, she's a week away from two years old. Yeah. That's, that's what we're going to tell 11 her. months and three weeks. So you know what I did? Pulled that mask off. Didn't even have it visible. One person asked me the rest of the week, mm-hmm. how old is she? And I said, oh, she's a... 
I did it as a joke to show how stupid it is. Yeah. I said, she's a week away from two years old. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. How dumb is it that in one week she can give people can I, COVID, but not now? Yeah. Can a I, week. Can I see your ID? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's absolutely stupid. So the answer stupid. is 100%. You, you, don't, you don't do it. No, you, you just, if, if she is, if your kid looks close enough to two years old. Yeah, they're not going to say anything. Just, just say and no. They don't, want, they don't want confrontation. No, they don't. They don't. Especially Disney. They don't want that. But they just they have to do their job, and I it's coming it. from the top. I get that. I get that. So They're just kids, but just it's just lie like, to them, and then th- there's no liability. The biggest thing is just don't even have a mask on them. Yeah. If you have a mask on them, they're going to continuously tell you to pull it up. Yeah. Just don't wear a mask if they're close to two. Yeah, exactly. Reed Green asks, if you were to star in your own blockbuster movie, what type of movie would it be? Who would play your main supporting character, and who would be the main antagonist? So. Hmm. What kind of movie? It's like, feels like I would be in a comedy, right? Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to be an action star. Who's your main supporting? So who who is the person, like other than your wife? Because we're both going to go, we're going to change things up as our wife, right? We're going to be like, I know you don't look like this person, but my wife is Margot Robbie. Jennifer Aniston is going to be my wife. Yeah. Yeah. So who who is your main? Who is the person that you see the most? Is it me? Are you, are we, yeah, me and you. Let's, we, that, let's get well, away from that. So who who's well, Paul? Who plays Paul Jones? Woody Harrelson. That is perfect. <laughs> you couldn't have picked a better person. If you tell me I can't see Woody Harrelson in a 24-7 hat. Oh, that's, uh, that's fantastic. All right, for me, does it need to be Richard? Richard Cross? Yeah. Um, I talk to him every day for three hours a day. It could be, and y'all could be like uh, the odd couple in Mississippi State. Miles Teller. (laughs) He looks like him, doesn't he? Yeah, or no, here's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason Bateman is Richard Richard? Cross. He's too likable. I don't know. (laughs) And then who's our main? Okay, hold on, hold on. Richard's the main antagonist for me because he's the oldest guy. So Miles Teller. He's got the right amount of douche to him. And then, so who's the supporting character? Who's the, who's my buddy in this? Bob. Okay, who plays Bob? Michael Sarah. <laughs> Could be. Somebody, somebody awkward. Um, I'm trying to think of some, uh, the, the guy that played McLovin. Yes. Yes. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, there you go. I don't even know what his real name is. All right, that'll work. Who's your antagonist? Uh, I don't know. I don't really have anybody that's that I'm in a feud with, or anything like that. That's a good question. Then, like, I don't know. I don't know. Who I don't. I don't have. You know, I I'm not feuding with anybody right now. <laughs> no. No. I don't have anybody that I. <laughs> I don't have anybody that I'm in a feud with. I know, yeah. Uh, let's see here, Josh Smith. This one's already been asked. If you would already, if you were an Olympic athlete, what sport would you play? So I'm gonna take this as I have the ability to be good at it, right? Like he's not saying Brian Haydad as I am. What would I do? Well, it would be you know something like uh, the uh, like shuffleboard. What what is that? Shuffle- the, Curling? Curling, yeah. 
not shuffleboarding. No, it's curling. That would probably be like the least amount of athletic ability. I agree with that. What I'm You're saying, just, like, if I had the opportunity to like make myself an elite athlete, what would I want to be? Oh, so you can change your appearance, yeah. change your athletic ability. Like, I would want to be like Usain Bolt. I want to be like the fastest man alive. In the Winter Olympics, it would be probably like ski, the skiing or. Biathlon. Snowboarding. I don't think they have males, but male biathlon. I'm not sure if they do, but skiing and shooting sounds fun. The the snowboarding where they snowboarding, they're going on yeah. the you'll be like Sean White. Yeah, that would be awesome. I got you. Summer Olympics, it would be it would probably be either like track and field or maybe like the USA basketball team. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, obviously. Um, See, Jay in Baltimore. The dogs had 10 different pitchers start a game in 2021. What's the over-under for 2022? It'll be less. I'd say yeah, you hope seven it's like, and a half. Yeah, you hope it's like seven or eight. I mean, the midweek, I think they're going to <laughs> have a lot of up. different – because, yeah. you know, that's what they did last year. There was a lot of different guys. They changed it up a lot. Yeah, yeah, so that I think that's where you're going to see the most of the changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hope that you lock in that rotation – and you don't have to make any changes on the weekend. Yeah, but the mid the the midweek is where that could that number could go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Wilson, what are the most underrated and overrated SEC traditions? I know I'll get some grief for this because of who I am, but it's the Grove is for overrated. Oh yes, it's just a place to tailgate. Every SEC city has a centralized tailgating location, so there's nothing. I mean, it's slightly bigger than the Junction. Yeah. I mean, but it's uh, also further away from the stadium. People crap on the junction all the time. It's not that much different. It's not. Underrated. <sighs> See, that, that's another thing. Is like, Auburn's Eagle. The Eagle. I don't know. If that, that might be properly rated. Everybody thinks that's, that's awesome. The problem is everybody loves their own traditions and hates everyone else's. Yeah. So maybe. <sighs> I'm trying to think of some traditions that, uh, that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um like everybody has a pregame show, but LSU's is the best as far as the band. I think. Oh yeah. Um, of course, you don't know. You haven't, you haven't been down there, but it, it is. Well, I've seen their performance. When they do those first four notes of "Hold That Tiger." Oh, I love loses. that. It's fantastic. Um, when the band plays "Neck," <laughs> Georgia, the little thing they do with the uh, the lone trumpet player prior to the games is cool for whatever reason. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, like. They, the band is it's just one trumpet player. The whole stadium goes quiet, and you can hear this one. It's I don't know what it exactly it is, but it's cool to me. So that's a good one. Best barbecue in each SEC West town. I mean, I haven't been, I haven't eaten barbecue in every SEC West town. I'll tell you, for Starkville, I think the best barbecue is Two Brothers, but Spotlight Cafe is close. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever eaten barbecue in Ole, at Ole Miss. Uh, I'm a Dreamland. I like Dreamland. Everybody yeah. else says it's Archibalds, but I like Dreamland. Over I love Dreamland. Um, Fayetteville Wright's Barbecue is really, really good. And then I, I haven't ever eaten barbecue at Auburn. College Station. The only thing I've eaten at Auburn is Moe's, which we have here. Yeah. So College Station, I went and had barbecue. It was called, uh, I think it was called uh, Good Bull Barbecue. It was, it was okay. Uh, I had a better barbecue when I flew into Houston and I ate at uh, Killen's Barbecue, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And then I've heard Houston else, has really good barbecue. The West? LSU, I, don't, I wouldn't eat barbecue. I've eaten no, it. You, eat, you go down there to eat Cajun. I've food. eaten at TJ Ribs. It's okay, but I, I'm not eating barbecue when I go down there. I'm, go, I'm going you to the Chimes. You can see the Heisman Trophy if you go to TJ Ribs. Huh? So, all right. Uh, Will Burford asks, 
What's the name of the guy that has the Super Talk voice? The one that says a Super Talk media production. So let me, uh, I, I have his, uh, I've, I've dealt with there, that guy before. He's also the guy who does the uh, the intro for Star Trek. Yeah, the, I think he's just some random guy that does those voiceovers, right? I mean, like, that they, well, works, they do that for a lot of different companies, I think. Well, he worked, no, he works for Super Talk. Oh, does he? Yeah. Well, so, I stand corrected. Usually, it's just, you know, a lot of people just kind of pay a dude that does it for... Right, right. Let me see if I can find his name here. i got to search through my emails while we're waiting on that. What's the most painful MSU drop pass you've ever seen witness? Mine is Osiris Mitchell against Florida. That's a good one. Was the pass to Leon Barry in 2010 dropped yes. uh, against Auburn? Yeah, he dropped it. That was up there because that would have put State in field goal range and they would have been able to tie that game, I think. Mm-hmm. Against Auburn, um, and I could be wrong on the positioning of the field, but I I think that that was that was um, in field goal range. But yeah, no, you're I mean, right. Osiris Mitchell against Florida. I think they would have won that ball game if he catches that. I agree. I agree with that. David Day is his name. Um, I got one. David Day. Kind of a kind of a it didn't it wouldn't I don't know that it would have changed it or anything or not. But for me. This is mine. 1996 Tiger Stadium. So, <coughs> that game, I, I know you probably don't remember it. I don't know how old you were. You know they say it never rains in, in Tiger Stadium? Okay, it did that day. I remember, like, Niagara Falls coming down the stairs. It was brutal. There was, was 90,000 people there to start the game. Ten minutes in, there were 5,000 people. And everybody was underneath the stadium, right? So, we come back out. Now, they, they kept playing the game. Finally, the sun comes back out. Stadium fills back up. State's in the game with LSU. LSU was better than State that year. And State, on I forget what, what down it was. Derek Tate, play-action fake, throws a deep ball. Maybe one of the prettiest passes he ever threw. He's throwing it to Jeremy Jones. The LSU DB falls down. Jones is just standing by himself at the five. He's going to catch the ball and take it into the end zone. State's going to have the lead. That ball went, I mean, he. I don't even know if he dropped it. He muffed it. I mean, it went straight through. And That's usually how it works out when you're that open. Yeah, and I mean, this. Ha- and I was sitting in the end zone. I, mu- I couldn't have been more than 20 feet from him. And the standing up and putting my hands in the air, touchdown to, I can't believe he dropped that, is I can still remember it happening. This Painful. wasn't a this wasn't a drop pass, I don't think, but the LSU game in 09, <coughs> the mm-hmm. jump pass play that was like at the yeah. goal line. And Chad Jones to Marcus J- down. Yeah. Yeah. That that was Marcus Green was Mark- yeah. was the guy. Yeah. That was that was batted down, but that was That's on uh, Tyson for not he fired it instead yeah. of floating it. You gotta float that up. There, there's been some there's been some moments like that in Mississippi yeah. State history that are just painful. Yeah. Six Packs Peak asks, interesting name. Yeah, who is responsible for the content of the show and any misinformation provided from Thunder and Lightning? That's an interesting question. Um, Brian said Brian made the statement last week when I tried to apologize mm-hmm. for I tried to to get in there with Brian and. And we were going to be a united front about I tried to, to shield our basketball you. knowledge. To and you said, you. no, 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 it's my show. Mm-hmm. I will take full responsibility. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, you put the blame on me. I didn't put any blame on you. Not publicly. In a private message. In a, it was private. To your family. 
To my family. To your family. My, and, and what do we learn? You would think someone who's nicknamed the Godfather would know not to go talk in family business outside of school. And yet, Steven is the puppet master. He is not He's a puppet He's controlling master. both sides. He, he is a puppet now. Look at him. Uh, look at him now. I think he's puppet master. I think he's controlling both both sides. He's trying to pit us against each other, Brian. <coughs> Why? Why would he do such a thing? Who benefits? He's, he just wants to watch the world burn. I guess. Uh, Colton Watson asks, rate my Super Bowl party menu. Jalapeno duck poppers with cream cheese and bacon. <sighs> Jumbo crab rangoons with mozzarella, chives, and garlic. Crab rangoons. Things of that nature. Chicken and waffle bites with hot honey. Man. Bacon cheddar ranch dip with chips, Oreo cake balls, and brownies. Colton, do you live in Starkville? Whew, I think I'll take it. I want to come over. Goodness gracious. Brian, do you do some great accents and impressions? Robbie, do you do any accents or impressions? Can you two have a conversation using only funny accents for us? You got any voices? Mm. Do you do Randy Savage? Not not good enough that I feel comfortable <coughs> just, okay. just coming in just hot I got like you. that. So nothing. I mean, I I do every now and then, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there's one that I just like specialize in. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and a lot of it's like people that we know that it like well, we're making fun of them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So we don't want to do that. I got you. All right. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Only made for the rumblings, ass. After the first loss in baseball. How quickly do you expect people to call for Coach Lamontis to be fired? Oh, I think he'll get two losses this year. Yeah, they'll, they'll give him a little bit of a a break there. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there will be I – mean, it happens in every fan base, but there's going to be two or three people that say on Twitter, maybe Lamontis isn't the man for the job or something. You know, like th- that's always going to happen. You're going to have people that react. You just have to take that kind of with a grain of salt. What What are we laughing at here? You were right about a certain thread on a certain about a certain player. Oh yeah, I knew it. You were right. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, somebody, some, what we're talking about is somebody somebody asking if a player's kin to somebody else. Yes. Is that that happens? But on the topic of message board posts, yeah. Anytime somebody pops up that gets an offer, commits, is he any kin to? Yeah. To Jason Johnson, and God forbid their last name is Jones or Smith or something. Yeah, but but yeah, on the message we're boards, about like this kid Cade Ott Caruth, who just committed to Mississippi State, who's a preferred walk-on. Which, by the way, we say it again: nobody loves walk-ons like Mississippi State fans. And it's ever there have been a bunch of threads about this kid because, again, nobody loves MSU or walk-ons more than MSU. It's any relation to Paul Ott. I mean, it's it's been in every thread, every yeah, thread, every one of them. And it's just like the people, like, please, please hear me. Please hear me, folks. I'm saying this as nice as possible. Doug Novak is interested in the Mississippi State women's basketball job. Yeah, you're well, correct. After every single win, there is a thread, there is a post. What is he even interested? And and yesterday I had a thread where I talked about it twice in the same thread. But anyway, back to the Lamonis thing. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be, you know, this team isn't isn't good enough. This Lamonis can't 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 do it and all this stuff. That stuff's going to be brought up and I promise you during the SEC tournament when they struggle, which they, will. they will struggle in the SEC tournament. There will be threads about how this team isn't going to be able to make a run. This team doesn't belong and all that stuff. 
the same stuff is going to come up over and over again. Correct. It's just it comes with the territory. Also, from only made for the rumblings. Can we expect a traditional slow start that State always does at the beginning of the season, or do a fast start in winning? A fast start would be really good for State playing a top twenty-five team. But I mean, last year they were like fifteen and three. I mean, it wasn't yeah, too slow of a start. Two years ago, they they had the slow start because they had the bad loss to uh, to Texas Southern. Yeah, yeah, but that season didn't even happen. That that's really the only season yeah, that Lamonis has been here that they struggled. Nineteen, they started off fast too. I mean, they one only, thing about Lamonis is lose non-conference games. He just does not lose very many of those, especially midweek games. Yeah, twenty twenty was like the exception. Yeah, he just does not lose those games. His first year at state, they lost one. They lost. They lost one game to USM. One nothing. Yeah, lost no midweek games. Yeah, and that goes a long way. Like that. That's that how you really, build your resume. That's. You don't have bad losses, exactly. and then you play SEC games, SEC yeah. series. You win those series. Yeah, if you can go sixteen and fourteen in the SEC and host, because if you handle your business in non-conference, and you go back, I always go back to fourteen. That team was eighteen and twelve in the conference. That should mm-hmm. be plenty good to host. But they lost, I think, eight non-conference games. Yeah, you can't. Do but that. Cohen used to lose to bad teams. Cohen did had that problem. He did. They would have a letdown in the midweek. Yeah. Josh Watson, for Christmas, my wife got us tickets to go see Garth Brooks in concert at Tiger Stadium. That'll be cool. It's a bucket list combination of singer and venue for me. What are some of your bucket list concerts? First off, two things. When he sings singing Baton, Colin Baton Rouge, that's going to go crazy. Oh, God. Two, I can't wait to see Brian Kelly on stage. Last night I spent in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. 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 <laughs> yeah. And the Thunder Road. I love y'all. I love y'all. Uh, what is a bucket list co- concert for you? That's one of them, Garth yeah. Brooks. But where? Um, in a big stadium somewhere. Like, I want to see him like at Arlington Stadium. That would be Cowboys. awesome. That uh, George Strait came to to Arlington, and Garth Brooks <laughs> might have too. I don't know, yeah. but George Strait came. And it was like a hundred thousand people. Yeah, that's there. what I'm talking about. Yeah. One of one of my bucket list ones that I've now marked off was Dave Matthews Band. Mm-hmm. I always wanted because they were so good live. I always wanted to see them live. I yeah. saw them at Brandon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that was one of mine. So for me, mine would be like, I guess this can't happen now, but Journey in their prime with yeah. Steve Perry. Yeah. In can't a stadium. Happen. That's what I was gonna say. Is like I would love to see. And Robert Plant can't sing as good as he used to. Yeah. But if you could get to the original three and then let Dave Grohl drum. Oh. At Wembley. Which he's done that before. Well, there's a great there's a great video online you can find where it's a Foo Fighters concert at Wembley, and they bring out Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones, and they play a couple of Led Zeppelin's off. If you ever want to see a grown man, you talk about if you ever want to see a video of a grown man living his dream. I mean, you're talking about having that moment where you're like this is a dream moment for a. Watch the video of Dave Grohl where they play uh, rock and roll. And he's drumming. And he has that moment right as he's about to start the song, because that's the song that starts off with the, the drum. Yes. Where he realizes, I'm about to drum with Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Like, he, you see it on his face. You see a grown man who's like, this, is my, this was what I dreamed about as a kid, and I'm about to do it. That's a cool moment to watch. Well, it's kind of like, you know, first time I ever did an interview with Jim Ellis. Yeah. Like, a little, little different scale. Very sure. different. Very different scale. <coughs> but same kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, th- this is a person that you was like your hero growing up and mm-hmm. s- and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
Now it would have been much different if because uh, I play drums. If I would have been able to get up there with with the Foo Fighters, yeah. and play times like these or something. Yeah. All right, Alexandra Watson. You're walking through the store and you find a one dollar bill on the ground. No one else is around. Do you keep it or turn it into customer service? Does the amount of the bill change your decision? A dollar bill, I'm keeping. Yes. How how big a, a denomination does it have to be before you're like, hey, I think somebody dropped this? Ten bucks. Ten. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say fifty. I'd keep a twenty. I just, you know, I, I kind of feel bad about taking taking things, mm-hmm. mostly because I'm afraid that someone is going to see me do it. Yeah. You know. So one time. I was walking to work when I, li- I lived in Vicksburg. I didn't live too far from this grocery store I worked at. This was like a college job, you know, summer job. And on the way, there was like a little credit union there. So this is a Saturday. The credit union was closed, so there's no customers there. And I'm walking. There was a hundred just Ooh. sitting out in front. I was like, and I looked around, and nobody was there. I was like, oh well then. And I picked that bad boy up, and I never thought. What if you would have picked it up and it was attached to a string? Well, then I would be putting it down be like, okay, you got me. <laughs> so, But uh, for sure, a dollar bill. I'm just keeping. Nobody's missing that. All right, now we're into the, uh, the hot seat stuff, so let's try to get through this. All right, Wade Jones. Why do men tend to only unzip their pants to use the restroom versus when they're younger, they unbutton their pants to use it? You know, you got uh, little kids you get the butt, pulling the butters, you know. You get to see the full butt. I don't really want to go down that road. I have an answer, but I'd rather not. Well, kids just don't—they just don't know any better. Well, it's, it's a little more than that. I, think, <laughs> I, I but see. Okay. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, let's see here. Still hot seat stuff. All right, here we go. The Flying M. We're going to rank number twenty-nine today. Brooks Bryan, Hunter Colhern, who was the captain of the 1941 team, Christian Ducree, Joseph McCaskill, Kenny Roberts, and Mitch Slaughter. This is interesting because there's n- there's not many guys that not really a, like these are good players, yeah. but I think there's Brooks not Ryan's a number one. It, you can very much make the case, and then I would put Connor Colhorn too. I mean, he's the captain of the only SEC champion football team. We yeah, have. Joseph yeah. McCaskill was a big player in the in the 2007. Let's drop him down a little bit though. Kenny Ray Roberts is number three. Are you? Do you have a problem with Joseph McCaskill? Well, I think I'm gonna put he's him. He's a last. listener on our show. I think I'm gonna put him last. It's because he is a terrible coach pitch coach. Awful. I think my cousin Steven is much better than him from what I've wow. heard. Wow. You know, from what the scouting reports that I've heard. So let's go. This is mine. You tell me. Brooks Bryan, Hunter Corhorn, Kenny Roberts, Christian Ducree, Mitch Slaughter, Joseph McCaskill. Do you consider Mitch Slaughter ahead of Ducree any? A little bit. You could you could make a case. Decray was pretty much a backup running back. Yeah, but he 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 had some big moments. Scored the winning touchdown Mitch in the Auburn game. Too. You tell me. I thought Mitch Slaughter's um, he had a home run that was big, wasn't it? Didn't LSU, but they lost. They the lost game. the game. Oh, that was the the like the eighteen or nineteen. Twenty one strike. strikeouts. Yeah, twenty one strikeouts. For so Chris. It might have been it might have been seventeen. It was something ridiculous for Chris. Stratton. I know that's a big difference. I can't remember, but that was that was uh, that was a big moment, but. I thought his performance in the SEC tournament was incredible. Yeah, he, pit, he, he right, was well, the catcher for six straight slaughter days. Slaughter over Decree. I don't. I'm not going to argue. Okay. And then, then McCaskill dead last. Wow. It's got to be that way. What do you have against? Joseph? I don't have anything against Joseph McCaskill. He's a nice enough guy. He's a he's a friend of the show, I believe, he and I believe Brooks Bryan is as well. 
Well, Brooks Bryan is is a, is a friend, but I don't know. A friend. Does he listen no. to our show? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, because remember he called us out one time. Oh yeah, like you guys didn't mention me. Well, Brooks, You're you got to mention today, buddy. You're number one, Rob Montgomery. Is the 18 baseball class, T.A., Rowdy, et cetera, the greatest signing class in all of MSU sports history? It's up there. It's got to be up there. The uh, 94 class, maybe? That's uh, Was that number one? Rated, yeah, that was Richard Lee, Adam Pyatt, Brad That's Freeman, a pretty good one. That's Ross a pretty Oswald, good one. Dubose. This one won the national title. Yeah. And also in this class was Jordan Westberg, mm-hmm. Justin Foscue. Mm-hmm. Um, JT Ginn. JT Ginn was in that class. Mm-hmm. That is a pretty awesome class, and it was not thought highly of mm-hmm. by a lot of people. No. Mangum's class was really good, too. It was highly ranked, but that class didn't produce nearly as many. That class had uh, Noah Hughes, Cale mm-hmm. Bro, mm-hmm. the but guys it, that all got Tommy well, John. It also had Ethan Small. Yeah. It had Nate Lowe and Chad Kruger in it. Chad, Chad Kruger? Did I say Chad Kruger? Jack. Jack. Look at this photograph. You know what? Mangum. Look Nick, at this three-run blast. Mangum, Nickelback. It all ties together, right? <laughs> Mangum loves Nickelback. Chad Kruger. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that Brent Rooker will save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. All right. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> I did say that's that. where the uh, nickel blacks came from. Yeah, it's from Chad Kruger. Oh my god! Jack was his nephew. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have the same name. Okay, Gene's Page poster. I'm just saying. They didn't even have the same last name. I know. I'm just saying. But yeah, I mean, that I don't really count those I, guys. I combined that, them. I combined. I made a Superman. Of Chad Kruger, Chad Kroger, and Jack Kruger. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, I don't even count those guys though, as as because they're on the recruiting class. But I mean, they were just they were transfers. They won the SEC But the class was ranked like top five transfers. They were JUCO guys. The transfers. Okay. Um. Who else was in that class? It was mostly guys that like a lot of those guys got Tommy John. Yeah, and the, like. The class could have been significantly better than it, than yeah, it was. Parker Ford, and but you don't you don't win the Elbrow. SEC championship without that class. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, another one from Rob Montgomery here. At this point, if it was guaranteed that one team would make the NCAA's and one would make the NIT, are are the men or the women more likely to make the NCAA's? I mean, as we saw today, I'm going with the women. The women are in the first four in. The men are in the first four out. So I mean, it's kind of kind of easy to to, to say. Well, I mean. If the if the women can win one of two games this week, I feel like they're in. Um, just at you know at, the, at its current state, and then you have some winnable games. They need to get to seven or eight wins in the conference. I think they they'll be in good position if they get there. And that's three more wins. If they can get three more SEC wins, I think you have to put them in. They don't have very many bad losses. I don't think they have they their worst loss is probably Troy, which is a solid team, but. Most of their losses are top 25 teams or teams that are pretty solid like Arkansas um, and Ole Miss as well. So they have, they've they played a pretty solid schedule um, in the net, and they have more opportunities ahead. So I, I like the women's chances better than the men, and that feels crazy to, to even think about. 
Last one today from Mike Rushing. If Landon Sims struggles early in the year, do Lamonis and Foxhall move him back to closer? I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's he's a starter for the long haul. Now, you can't have spent the whole offseason building up like that and then just, just turn it around. Yeah, he's you hurt your arm doing that. He's going to have to figure it out, um, and I, I think he will. I, I really don't have any concerns about Landon Sims being a starter. I don't either. I don't either. So, All right, that's all for today. Tomorrow, like I said, we will uh, re- recap Mississippi State, Tennessee from the hump Wednesday night. We'll continue to talk a little baseball. We'll probably have some football talk as well uh, to lead you into the weekend. Until then, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.